Chapter 7 The Prime Minister of Yelling wants me to collect any soldiers I subdue. He and the other representatives believe the soldiers are husbands and brothers of citizens of towns all over the place, meaning they're somehow innocent of their crimes, Sebra said with distaste. You must understand that this is extra work, above my normal trade and business. How does they even know that they are innocent? Reshma scoffed. They'll just turn a blind eye because they're related to someone else? That necklace they latched on you, Sebra said, motioning to the silver stone on a leather strap in Reshma's hand. It apparently does something to whoever wears it. Somewhere, a puppet master is playing with his toys and sending them all over the known world, looting and plundering for who knows what. I did feel really strange, Reshma affirmed. It was like thoughts weren't my own. What thoughts were you having? Ilse asked cautiously. And why were those good-for-nothings following after you? Sebra said, giving both the girls a glare. They're the wrong lot to be fooling with. I'm not sure if they were searching for me or something else, Ilse said. But they saw me and came after me, on our own lands. She has extra powers that no one on Ravenna can do, Reshma said, filling in the more important details. Do you know anyone who can make their body move at great speeds with just a summon of a spell? I know not a soul, Sebra said, stretching her legs. I can imagine why someone like them would want to know how to make a quick escape, or order an army across the globe in a day. They were sitting in the small house, barely fit for two people. There was only one bed where Reshman and Ilse were sitting, and Sebra was leaning in a wooden chair, sharpening a small knife. Ilse wasn't at all surprised that the odd-looking house belonged to Zebra. Zebra had some twisted obsessions with sharp knives. She had dozens of them lying around, hung on walls, and even one laid on a nightstand close to the bed and five or so poking out from under her mattress. She had all kinds of other weapons around as well. Sabres, swords, axes, bows, and arrows. She even had a small number of slingshots. She wasn't much of a homemaker. The curtains looked poorly assembled, and her bed was lumpy. Her wooden floor had bits of wood shavings lying around as if she never owned a broom in her life. I've heard talk that those ye elderums are becoming more bold about their plans, Zebra said. The Prime Minister ain't so fine with that. I've tried interrogating them, but those men and women don't even know what they're being recruited for. It's those amulets. Well, I feel better already, Ilse replied with weak sarcasm. Zebra, is it too much to ask to stay here for a while? Reshma asked. Just until we figure out the next step in our plans. Luke, I'm not even planning on staying so long. I move around, it makes for a good business, and they would eventually find you here. Especially since I just took down those soldiers, Zebra said. Well, we don't have anywhere else to go, Reshma explained. If we can't stay with you, we'll probably end up roaming around from one city to another. Sebra let out a booming laugh and grabbed her belly with delight. What do you think you are, adventurers? Then between laughs, you're not even out of school. What do you two know about the rest of the world? It's really not that funny, Ilse thought with equal parts anxiety and annoyance. Well, I know enough, Reshma protested. No, Ilse cut in. We don't. I didn't even know what yelling was, and I bet Reshma doesn't even know much more than I do. Uh-huh. Sebra said, wiping a stray tear and letting a laugh escape her lips. She stopped sharpening the knife she held and gestured the blade towards the two as she spoke. Tell me what, the best place to go is to head for the woods. It's best to see Ladala. She'll see you a couple of nights of good rest. 
She lives in the woods outside of town. In the middle, there will be what's called the Grove of Elves. Those ye Ilderims have been trying forever to figure out how to take the whole of the Grove. But those elves are mighty clever. They've got some way to keep them out. While she was talking, Ilse nervously stroked her plaited hair. She read about elves in books and hardly considered them real. Oh, I'd suggest going soon, Sebber said. They followed you this far, and I'd wager they'll keep putting in the effort. Hell no, will I leave, Reshma said. What if my family is in the prisons here? I won't leave until I go and... They ain't there, girl, Sebra interrupted loudly. I go there all the time. You think I'd not know if I saw your family there? When I says to go to Ladala, I means it. She knows much more about this whole thing. She'll probably know where the leader of this group is hiding. She might know what to do with Ilse's powers. Reshma's eyes widened at the thought of finding the leader responsible for her anger and her family's capture. Ilse's chest pounded at the thought of the potential to get back home. Fine, you're right, Reshma said. If she can really help me and Ilse, then we'll find her. Then, silently, Sebra began eyeing Ilse's long hair with interest. A few awkward moments passed, and Ilse found herself clutching her braid. What are you looking at? she said. That plate might have to go if you don't want them to recognize you, Sebra said. If I were you, I'd cut it clean off and change your look, or they'll find you faster next time. It'll grow back by the time it's all over, Reshma suggested, trying to be helpful. What do you mean, by the time it's all over? Ilse asked, aggravated. It definitely sounded like she was not going home anytime soon. Ilse held the mirror to her face. Her hair had gone from her waist to the tips of her shoulders. Reshma tried not to laugh at the expression appearing on Ilse's face. The ice chanter kept feeling the crisp, trimmed ends of her hair, wondering how they ever got her to do it. I'm pretty good at this stuff, if I do say so myself, Sebra said casually, twirling her large scissors between her fingers. And because this is in lieu of a rescue or other heroic deeds, I won't charge you this time. This time, Ilse grumbled to herself. Both of you have no idea how to tame curly hair. We will all regret this. How much do you have on you? Sebra continued. Did you bring anything useful with you? Well, we have some food, some extra clothes, but we'll probably need something better to defend ourselves with, Reshma said. Ilse wants us to avoid using our Ravenna magic in front of all the people. Sebra smiled and Ilse's hand went instinctively to her hidden knife. Well, haven't you come to the right dame? Sebra grinned. After all, I am the best weapon dealer there is. She beckoned them closer to a case specially built for holding knives. She held the case open, displaying them with much pleasure. The inside of the case was velvet-lined like a treasure chest, holding five knives that looked like decorative eating utensils by the way they glittered. Each blade was sharpened and curved at the tip and shone like moonlight. The handles were more worn down, but there were signs of delicate repairs. I'll give you me hand-me-downs. You won't see much in the way of monsters in the forest in this season, Sebra said, handing them each a sharp dagger. Monsters? Ilse asked in disbelief as her fingers fumbled to braid her hair out of her face. I thought those were stuff of tales, not real. We call them monsters because we don't really have much of a better name for them, Sebra said. In the thick woods, you have to kill before you get killed. Don't bother with asking them what they are or what they want. You expect us to kill monsters? Ilse asked, arching her eyebrow. We don't do so bad with those soldiers, Reshma shrugged. What's a couple of monsters to us? Both Sebra and Ilse found themselves sharing a laugh. 
I hope you're joking, Ilse said. They had me on the ground twitching like a mad witch, and you... Enough with the minor details, Reshma laughed, rolling her eyes. Back to the knives, ladies, Sebra said, gesturing to her collection. Now, do either of you even know how to use these? Yes, Reshma volunteered quickly, while Ilse rose from the bed, folded her arms, and walked in what little space the house had to offer. I assume you mean beyond preparing food, Ilse sighed, so my answer would be no. Before anyone could add to that, she made a move to step outside of the house. Reshma quickly shot up from the bed. Where are you going? Someone could see you. Ilse stood, still facing the door, and crossed her arms. Ilse, Reshma said, placing her hands on her shoulders. This isn't the time to be worrying about... We can't do this, said Ilse, turning around defiantly. We aren't fighters and we're barely survivors, Reshma, and you know it. We almost got captured and we barely made it up to the mainland. What makes you think we can keep this up? I just want to go home. Well, you can't, Reshma bellowed. Ilse's eyes widened and she bit her lip into a remorseful frown. Reshma's shoulders sported smoke to reflect the smoldering look on her face. Don't mess with our plans so we get what you want and not care about what I want, Ilse said hoarsely. I got us out here, remember? Or is that all I am in our plan? She quickly turned and left. Reshma flinched, ready to follow her, but Sebra held out her arm, a blade in her hand. She's fine, Sebra murmured. Reshma heard quiet sounds of crying, sighs and sniffles. Her shoulders sank deeply and let out a sigh of her own. Let her cry and talk with her when she's ready. It sounds like we both want the same thing, to be reunited with our families. Ilse put a hand instinctively to the dagger in her satchel with a gasp. It took her a second to recognize the voice so she could release her tense shoulders. We don't have to work together, you know. You can go back. I'm not going to stop you. It's not my place, Reshma said, leaning against the side of Sebra's house. No, I'm not going back to Ravenna. I'm going out there to find my family, and I won't go back until I find as many as I can. Are you so immortal? Ilse said, using the sleeve of the dress to dry her cheeks. I guess I can't stop you, but why am I the only one who feels like I don't know what I'm doing? I have this stupid little knife in my bag, and I only feel confident in my bread-slicing abilities. I'm sorry I made you cry, Reshma said. It's fine, Ilse said dully, wiping her red cheeks. Sometimes there's just nothing else to do besides crying. I can't pretend like this isn't the most frightening thing to happen to me. You're right, Reshma sighed. I'm sorry about what I said. I didn't mean for it to sound like I didn't want to help you. I want to go home to Ravenna too, but I think we both know that things need to change first. I just miss my father, Ilse said, freshly remembering her pain. I miss him and Tyke so much. Tyke? He's my best friend. He's really the only person I can talk to about my mother and the wall, Ilse said. Oh, what if they're dead because of me? I'll never know unless I go back. Oh, I bet your plans will work, Reshma said. You wanted to come out here to lure them away from home. Maybe they found out that you've left for good and they're coming here. Why doesn't that sound much better, Ilse said. It's nice that you have a friend back home, Reshma said, squatting down next to Ilse. Back at home, I really only had my siblings. I don't think the other kids my age really liked me. How so? Ever have anyone call you Iron Skull? Reshma said, rolling her eyes and shrugged. No, not yet, Ilse smiled. But you're fun. All the adventure in the world wants to stick to you. You're much braver than me. Eh, you've already outmatched my recklessness, Reshma said. I can't promise that I'll always know what I'm doing, but I swear on the lives of my parents and siblings that I will defend you. You're not going to do a blood oath, are you? Ilse said, shrinking a bit away from Reshma. You sound serious enough. 
Well, what are you going to do then? Reshma asked, ruffling her hair in the back. Ilse noticed she did that a lot out of habit. I think we're safer together, Ilse said. Of course I'll go with you. You just have to realize that this is a lot to take on so suddenly. A few weeks ago, things were just snow and ice for me. Yeah, it would serve me well to not get carried away. Oh, if you see any of those beasts or whatever they are, Ilse said, you have my permission to get as carried away as you please. Perfect. Oh, didn't you meet the Ilderims? Reshma said, taking Ilse's hand in her clenched fist and shook it triumphantly. Ilse giggled. I just hope Ladala will actually help us, Ilse said. The soldiers can't get into their lands. Great for them. But what about us? Do we know the magic word to get in? Hopefully, Sebra said, leaning out the window. Ilse and Reshma scooted so they could look up behind them. Sorry, it's not like I couldn't hear you two talking. But as I'll tell you this, I tried to avoid betting on anything. But if there's anything I'd bet on, it's Ladala. She'll help when she's needed. Swear on every blade I carry.